This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, January 3rd, and today we've got some takeaways from the weekend. Some big names returning to form, some big names returning, period. Uh, some updated waiver wire pickups, and much more as I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, this is the first time I've seen you in the year 2022. Is that how you... 2022. How is uh, your year so far? 2022, Matt. That's a, that's, a, that's a big number. Is that right? It's 2022, huh? It's a lot of twos. I remember, I remember when we were in the 19-somethings. Uh, but the new year's going great. I'm, I'm on a... My wife did the whole Yellowstone thing and it's so trendy right now like everybody's talking about it and i finally dove in i dove in i'm i'm it's it's gonna be a long a long month i think i'm trying to catch up with that it's gonna be a long winter it's gonna be a long winter a long winter interestingly interestingly wait before you move past that uh my wife just last evening said you know a lot of people are talking about uh the show yellowstone (laughs) do you want to watch it and I, I, we haven't, we haven't started yet. I, I said I think I'm going to go watch MacGruber first right now, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like uh, my wife and I, it, we would like to watch shows together, but like the schedule, like she, she's in bed long before I'm even thinking about going to bed. So you're a vampire. We kind of do it. We kind of we kind of watch our shows separately and then discuss amongst ourselves later on. But big, uh, big Georgia Bulldogs win, Matt, here in this part of the the world. And then I was uh, lucky enough to have the Red Zone channel on Directv for football as Andrew Siciliano was like, "There is a shot of Antonio Brown without a shirt on." Uh, we're going to try to figure out what's going on there. So like, I was like, I felt like I was on it very early to see what was going down there. That was incredible. That's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Crazy. I, uh, speaking of football, I, I lost a fantasy football championship by two points yesterday. That one hurt. I hate to hear that. Hunter Renfro Raiders wide receiver, Hunter Renfro, Went ballistic, uh, was right? tackled, was ta- scored a touchdown, and then, but it was reviewed and it was shown on replay that like his foot got touched. They touched like the bottom of his maybe one of his cleats with a one finger. That was the difference. That was the difference in me not winning a fantasy football championship. Well, and it looked like that might help help the Colts uh, win that game, but of course they still lost. So it's a pretty rough, pretty rough NFL weekend all the way around. Good times there. Well, we are going to talk fantasy basketball primarily today. We will take a few of your questions coming up a little later. First, though, as we want to start this episode as we did last Monday, is with a quick rundown of the names still in the health and safety protocols as of Monday. 
Uh, here's a list, Steve, of notable fantasy players. This isn't everyone, but this is kind of the big fantasy names. Bogdan Bogdanovich, John Collins, Darius Garland, Isaiah Stewart, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, Dylan Brooks, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns, Julius Randle, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, DeAndre Ayton, Rashawn Holmes, Spencer Dinwiddie. And believe it or not, Steve, when it comes to big-name fantasy players, I can say this is actually a shorter list than this time last week. The list is two to three lines shorter than it was last week. That's all I can say. I mean, it might be a little shorter, but... No, it's considerably shorter, Steve. I'm going to I'm gonna pull up... When you had 15, when you had 15 Atlanta Hawks on the injured list, and now half of them are off... It's half as long. I'm pulling up last week's format, pulling up last week's show format for Monday. Half as long, Steve. It's like... Two, three lines versus six of names. Yeah. Okay. Well, we still, there's still a long way to go. Long way to go. <laughs> well, let's quickly run down some of the storylines from the weekend. We will get to waiver wire pickups in a minute. First things first, according to Shams Trani of The Athletic, as I believe you may have seen this morning, Monday morning, Steve, uh, Kyrie Irving's season debut will be happening, I believe, on Wednesday in a Brooklyn Nets road game. Well, that's very exciting. There's a long way to go between now and Wednesday, Matt. So hopefully hopefully yeah. he's out there and, and doing his thing. Uh, I'm not sad that I did not believe in Kyrie Irving this year. Uh, I'm not sad that I don't have him on any of my teams, but maybe I will be by the time it's all said and done. Well, it's pretty interesting all of a sudden in a, in a weekly uh, locking lineup situation. This is not good, but in a league where you can make daily lineup changes, all of a sudden, okay, I have Kyrie Irving. I, I don't personally, but you have Kyrie Irving on Wednesday. You're going to get a game out of him. He, you know, that's a, it's an interesting situation that we're all of a sudden in. I, I truly can't recall anything else like it, but at least if you drafted him, you're going to get some production back. I mean, it's, it's an odd situation, but it, you know, that it, it is, is what it is hopefully you didn't draft him and sit on him for two months and then cut him and then have this happen that's that's the hope right in other uh returning player news Cade cunningham as of this podcast is likely to be back on monday jason tatum likely to return on wednesday so more uh big name fantasy guys coming back good news there steve you you were saying steve you 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 were very doubt. I think you and I were talking offline, and you were very skeptical that this whole situation was going to get better. And that's kind of what I'm driving at here, Steve. Is I th- I think you said we have a long way to go. I don't I don't know that we have that long to go before uh, the league kind of stabilizes, and this whole thing is not necessarily forever in the rearview mirror, but could be in the rearview mirror for a while in terms of our fantasy leagues. It's ripping through these professional sports leagues so quickly that I mean it. It's probably not going to be that much longer. I just think we have a lot more names that are going to hit that list. Like, if you just pull up a, if you just look at a list of all the guys who have not been in medical protocols yet, it leaves you with about half the league that still has the chance to get there. So, I, I just hope, I just hope it's not going to hit everybody. But it kind of feels like it's just bouncing around, <laughs> finding new, finding new people. But yeah, I mean, hopefully it's almost over. I, I know this week's kind of a bummer for me because I've got Kyle Anderson and D'Anthony Melton and some of these other Grizzlies. They play five games and all those guys have red marks next, you know, red, red crosses next to their names. And it's just, I don't know. 
and you destroyed me in our company league game because I had like 11 guys with Red Crosses as their names. I did that without Carl Anthony Towns, so no excuses, oh, Steve. No excuses. At least I won the other one. I won, I won the draft show league <laughs> matchup, so that's, that's the big one. All right. I don't know if you had this experience, Steve. I don't know if you have Christian Wood in any, in any fantasy leagues, but I'm sitting there. This is on Saturday night. I'm sitting there. It's at 7.58 p.m. I suddenly get an alert that Christian Wood is now a game-time decision. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, the Rockets game tips at eight. Usually that'll happen like if a guy sprains an ankle mid-game, right? You get the Yahoo alert. Yahoo app will tell you so-and-so has been changed to a game-time decision. Oh, no, he got hurt. This is different. I'm like, so I run to check. I'm checking Twitter, and there's this whole Twitter storm. Everyone, Everyone's saying Christian Wood got traded, you know, just wild stuff. And it turns out then – so I, I ran and benched him in fantasy. Then – I found out that he was going to play, was being benched due to a violation of team rules. I don't remember exactly when that came out, but that's the bottom line. He only played eight minutes in that game, Steve. And this was the very same night that, according to Tim McMahon and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, Kevin Porter Jr. got into a heated argument at halftime that caused him to leave the Toyota Center. So everything is totally fine in Houston overall, I'd say. Bottom line. The only thing crazier than what happened in Houston was the whole Antonio Brown thing on Sunday. And, you know, I I was getting those alerts also. And I was like, what is going on in Houston? Like, yeah. And, and apparently Christian Wood decided that he was not going to go back into the game. So I I read somewhere that he was refusing to play. And then John Lucas, who's kind of a hard kind of a hard-nosed guy, was getting all up in Kevin Porter's business. And Kevin Porter was mm-hmm. like, guess what, guys? I'm piecing out like Antonio Brown. And he went and got in his car and drove home in the middle of the game. So <laughs> what is uh, going on? So now I know I know one of our one of our questions that is sitting out there, which we might as well. Might as well throw up here while we're talking about it. Like, Dechoa wants to know what about Kevin Porter Jr. the rest of the season? What are the fantasy ramifications of of what happened here? And, I mean, we know what the fantasy ramifications were for Antonio Brown, and that is that his NFL career is over, probably. As far as these guys, I could see Houston being like, look, we, we had a bad night. Everybody kind of lost mm-hmm. their temper um, I heard KPJ was apologetic and, and felt bad for what he did. And I, maybe Christian Wood does too. And maybe, maybe we'll let bygones be bygones and just sort of chalk this up as a, as a bad night and move forward. But I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what they're going to do. I, hopefully we find out tonight, today before the game start. If you're in a league deep enough where Kevin Porter Jr.'s production you know, you can't live without that those point guard stats. I guess I'd go pick up Josh Christopher just in case, right? And just see, you know, as then you have some insurance in place. Uh, if for some reason this is like the end, I I think I'd be surprised if this like ends with both of these guys. I but I don't know. I don't have any inside knowledge as to what's really going to happen. I think with Christian Wood, if I'm looking to make a fantasy move, it's go pick up KJ Martin and just in case, like what if these guys get suspended from the, by the team or something. But I guess, I don't know, violation of a team rule doesn't 
seem like something that's going to have long-lasting repercussions unless the refusal to go back in the game that you referenced ends up having bigger repercussions. Well, I don't I don't feel like it's going to be that serious of a deal. Like like we knew when yeah. Ron Artest ran in the stands and started punching people, like this was going to be a really long, ugly suspension and like it, like it, things were going to get blown apart. I'm talking about the mouse in the palace 15 years ago or whatever. But this just feels more like young players going at it with an old NBA, you know, hardcore veteran guy and I'm I think it I think it's all going to shake out in the wash. I'm not I'm not too worried about these guys. I do think KJ Martin is a is a very interesting pickup right now, though. I do I do kind of feel like he could really benefit from this this week and, and kind of go off. Houston does play four times this week. Let's say KPJ and Wood both get one game suspensions. They play three. I don't know. I, I just hope they tell us before Monday's game starts. Yeah, the bottom line is keep checking back NBC Sports Edge. We're we are guessing at this point, but I do think KJ Martin's an interesting pickup. Five percent rostered, fifteen points, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, one three pointer in that game where Christian Wood only played eight minutes. And also, Steve, on a positive Rockets note, uh, Jalen Green is trending up in his four games since returning from his hamstring issue. Twenty two point three points. 4.33 pointers, shooting 48% from the field, 87 from the line. The the other peripheral stats aren't great during that stretch. 1.8 rebounds, 2.3 dimes, 1.0 steals. But obviously, good shooting and uh, big-time scoring and three-pointers numbers are a very good start. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, we knew he was going to be one of, one of the better rookies um, coming into this season, so it's really not surprising. It's a shame we had to wait this long to see it, but he looks good and he's probably only going to get better. So exciting times to have, have a Jalen green on your roster. I lit literally speaking of Christian wood alerts, just got a alert that he has, uh, he, his status has been changed to suspended on the Yahoo app. I just saw someone pick up KJ Martin in one of our leagues. So things are happening while we're here live, Steve. The live update from Woj is that the Rockets, that's weird that this came in right as we were talking about this. The Rockets are suspending KPJ and Christian Wood for tonight's game against Philadelphia. So hopefully, hopefully that means they are suspended for one game and they're good to go after that. But yeah. Get them. You don't need them in your lineup tonight. That's for sure. So do if you are in a streaming situation, you could look at KJ Martin and Josh Christopher. Would have been amazing, by the way, if you and I, like a few minutes ago, had been all in on the idea that this is the end for these guys in Houston. They're toast. They'll never see the court again for the Rockets. And then that news had hit. That would have been tremendous. (laughs) Oh, for one game. Oh, okay. Well, that too. Well, I think with we kind of nailed it. Like they're going to get one game. They're going to play three this week. We're good. Let's go. We're good. Uh, Go pick up KJ Martin and Josh Christopher for now. On a separate note, Bradley Beal, Steve, a guy who has given fantasy managers a ton of headaches early on this season, not living up to his ADP at all, is starting to put it together. Um, His last two games, 28 points per game, 13 and a half assists. I think he had 17 dimes on Sunday. His last five games, he's just shy of 30 points just short of nine assists, shooting 53% from the floor. 
that spans before he was out with the protocols and after returning that five-game stretch. So Bradley Beal starting to potentially look like the early-round stud, uh, first-round caliber fantasy guy that we drafted. Are you confident that that guy's back? I think he's he's good to go. Like I, I don't have any Bradley Beal anywhere for whatever mm-hmm. reason, mainly because I didn't draft him, I guess. <laughs> so I haven't really been riding the wave of emotion that some some Brad Beal people have been. I mean, to me, you know, just from an outsider's point of view, without having to live and breathe his numbers, it, I mean, he's been he's been okay. He's been a, a serviceable player all year. It's not like he's tanking and and making people lose fantasy leagues because of his play. I don't think he's been he's been disappointing though. He's been, it's been tough. It's it's been not what you expected. I get that, but so there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to to be back and. And finish up strong. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. I don't know what his I don't know what his problem was, but yeah, I, I never really lost faith in Beal. It just seems like he got off to a bad start. You didn't lose sleepover, is what you're saying? Absolutely. Do you have Jalen Brown in any fantasy leagues? Because he on Sunday, as you may have seen, went for 50 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, a steal, two blocks, five threes, with a nice seven turnovers on the side. That's a serious stat line. Yeah, I don't have any Jalen Brown either, but that is a that's a monster line. That'll happen when uh, he gets out there, doesn't have to worry about Tatum running next to him, right? Tatum didn't play in that game, is that right? Tatum, right. I can hear Jared Johnson yelling from here, I think, about that Jalen Brown stat line. Jared, heavily invested in, in Jalen Brown in fantasy. The other stat line from Sunday that I wanted to bring up was Josh Giddy. Apparently, I think becoming the youngest player ever to record a triple double, according to our blurb on NBC Sports Edge. That is 17 correct. points, 13 rebounds, 14 dimes for Giddy, who has been kind of interesting in fantasy because, on the one hand, his counting stats are really good, um, his percentages are not, and he's kind of been up and down. Like some nights, he's absolutely a guy you really got to have in your fantasy lineup. Other nights, it's like, as ah, this guy hurting me more than he helps me overall on the rosters where I do have him. I'm glad I'm have I have him. And, uh, on a night like last night when SGA was out, I mean, Giddy's a no doubt play. Yeah. And we talked about him last week, I believe. And, and there was a question about, would you, would you trade so-and-so for Giddy? And I know the, the room was kind of split on it. I'm, I'm a Giddy guy. Like if I can, I'm, I have, giddy uh envy I'm, I'm envious of people who have giddy and because i don't have him anywhere but i think the game before that matt did he did he not have that line of zero points and 10 rebounds and 10 assists that's that is correct he he missed three games due to i think the health and safety protocols but yes zero points 10 rebounds 10 assists on 0 for 8 shooting and I, uh, I saw a stat. I was watching that Thunder game on Sunday when he has big triple double, and they said that he's only the second player, I think, in the history of the NBA to have a zero point double double. <laughs> That's that is special stuff, really, when you think about it. I mean, it all does speak. Milt Frazier in 1974, <laughs> some some some. I don't even know who it was. In, in all seriousness, stat lines like that, and then he had um, a couple weeks ago, he had that 8.18 rebound, 10 assist game where he shot four for 14. I mean, those shooting lines aren't great, and he's below 40% on the season. I think we kind of knew that was the deal with Giddy coming into the season, but it really does all speak to a guy who has a pretty special fantasy upside, um, not just in the second half this year, but in the future as like if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league or whatever. 
Uh, this guy is, is wildly intriguing. Well, listening to you talk about him, it sounds like you're talking about Luka Doncic. And <laughs> like it's sort of similar, right? The the shooting numbers aren't great. Now, I don't think Giddy turns the ball over like Luka does. And Giddy can probably yeah. make a make a free throw here and there. But um yeah, it's it's there I mean, if you put Luka and Giddy together and say you can somehow work LaMelo ball in there too. I mean, your counting stat numbers are going to be insane next year. It's it's funny that you mentioned LaMelo because that's more who I think of and another guy who played in Australia like Giddy. And not to say I think that Giddy can make a LaMelo like leap next year, but I think like the light version of that, you know. I don't I don't think I don't necessarily see I mean who knows though maybe Giddy Giddy does have the stat set to become a first round fantasy guy eventually I think it's possible anytime you have a guy who can put up some of these stat lines that he's putting up at age 19 uh you never know if he's doing this already yeah I mean I, the sky is the limit I think he could be a he he's gonna be on a lot of full breakout lists I mean he's kind of breaking out right now but I mean he's I think he's gonna be a, you're gonna have to reach for him in fantasy next year if you want him Honestly, and the last thing I'll say about Giddy before we move on, I was I was high on him as a sleeper coming into this season, but I if you had told me he's going to have, you know, even one 17.13 rebound, 14 assist game or an 8.18 rebound, 10 assist game, I would have said oh, tap the brakes, that's a little aggressive. So he's already kind of surpassing my expectations, I would say. What would you have said if I told you he was going to have a 0.10 rebound, 10 assist game, Matt? I would have said that sounds about right. And the only other person to do it was Milt Frazier and I believe the 1970s. <laughs> All right, we are going to get to some waiver wire names in just a second. First, we're going to take a very quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Subscribe to NBC Sports Edge Plus and get every tool for every game. Fantasy, DFS, and betting premium tools are all included in one subscription at one low price. You can subscribe monthly or save 20% on an annual subscription. We have made it easier than ever with more tools than ever to play and wager with confidence with NBC Sports Edge Plus. Also, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA Pick and Roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the 76ers and Magic, Spurs and Celtics, and Nets and Pacers. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Steve, we always do our waiver Wire Pickups podcast on Friday, and then on Mondays, we 
pick up the waiver wire leftovers, any extra names we didn't mention or names we feel like we should mention again. And this first guy is not really a waiver wire pickup so much because at 59% in Yahoo leagues, he's long gone. But we have to mention Hamadou Diallo coming out of the weekend, Steve. He, he did it again. This guy is just out of his mind right now. And Matt, you can't automatically assume that Diallo is gone in your league because I picked him up in a league this morning. Wow. And it was a league where he sh- I shouldn't have been able to get him, but he was sitting there. And uh, dude just went crazy all weekend, didn't he? Like, he is on fire. And I picked him up, I think, in my rock and roll, my rock and roll league where my team got whooped on. This weekend, I'm um, just trying to see who I made, what move I made there. No, it was not that one. It was another one. Anyway, if Hamadou Diallo is out there, you have to go pick him up right now. 34 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, five steals, two blocks in his last game. An incredible 19 steals in his last five games. I do think the return of Kate Cunningham has to put a dent in what Diallo is doing as just a guy who's you know getting to do whatever he wants for the Pistons right now, but I don't know that it necessarily makes Diallo totally go away. That would surprise me. Yeah, I think we're to the point where Diallo is not going away. Um, Matt, I picked him up in the 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 team that I co-manage with you. Oh wow, well done. The Edge Sports uh, Draft Show League. Hamadou Diallo yeah. is just sitting out there this morning well i think i I'm, I'm always seeing the pickups in that league and i think those are shallow benches right anytime we do a draft show league the benches are pretty shallow because we can't do like 25 rounds of a, a live draft so i think that partially explains why a guy like diallo was still available he still he shouldn't have been sitting there though there, there's no That's reason fair. for it uh, i mean it's a 12 team it's a 12 team league with you know there's yeah. it goes 150 players deep so yeah it doesn't make any sense. Uh, any, anywho, yeah. Uh, Diallo's on fire. Kate Cunningham is going to hurt him a little bit, but not enough that I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling with Hamadou Diallo from now on. And as we talked about, the um, Pistons' schedule was bad last week. That's why Hamadou Diallo was sitting out there. They only played two games, so they go four this week, then three, then four, then three, then four. Like it's looking good for all eternity. Gary Payton, the second, is also just still widely available. Steve, I'm having trouble figuring this one out. Only 21% rostered as of this morning. We've talked about him ad nauseum. His last six games, 14 points per game, six rebounds, 1.5 steals, 1.73s. He's shooting 57% from the field during that stretch. He doesn't turn it over, less than one per game. Do you think this is just a case where people are thinking about the return of Clay Thompson and they just can't get invested or something? I, I'm trying to figure out why... Gary Payton two GP two would just be sitting there in so many leagues. I mean, I I am guessing he's available in almost all of all of mine, um, and then maybe it's because Golden State plays so late at night and Curry gets all the headlines, and you don't really hear much about what Gary Payton, what the young glove is doing. I I don't know what the answer is, um, but. I, I just don't feel like I ever hear his name unless I'm watching a Golden State Warriors game. Or listening to this podcast. Or listening to you on Mondays. Anyhow, 
Go check. 21% rostered. Obi Toppin had a huge game on Sunday. Steve with Julius Randle still in the protocols. 19 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1 triple in 45 minutes. 13% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. And you're now going to tell me that the Knicks play how many times? Oh, the Knicks go. I was still messing around. Oh, three times this week, three times next week. Ah. And then three times in two of the next three weeks after that. They have one four-game week in the next five weeks. That's not great. Okay. But I'm kind of fired up about Obi Toppin because clearly my guy, Tom Thibodeau, (laughs) who I say something mean about almost every week, it seems like he's he is over some of the guys on that team and it's like hey it's Obi Toppin time it's I'm going back to to my guy Alec Burks and uh like you said I think it was you that said it last week people in New York love Obi Toppin they want to see him play like he is a fan favorite for sure so Tibbs is making the people happy he's gonna he's gonna roll some Toppin so hopefully he gets to keep playing big minutes I mean, I wouldn't expect it after Julius Randle's back, but I think let's take it day by day and look at Tuesday. If Randle's still out in that game against the Pacers, I think you're rolling Obi Toppin out there and going from there. Steve, your guy, our guy, Facundo Campazzo, went absolutely nuts in his last game. I don't know if you saw this. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 12 assists, 5 steals, 2 blocks, 3 threes on Saturday for Campazzo, who is now up to 25% rostered in Yahoo leagues. We're getting there. Now we're now we're more at a number that feels feels appropriate. It's starting to feel appropriate. When it was like 6, 10, 15, I didn't understand. I feel better. I feel more balanced now. Good. I I, I was worried about your your mental state. Um, no, I Facuna Capazzo went nuts. Monty Morris has been out it seems like forever because I've got him on like three teams. Um, so that that obviously helped Compazzo. Compazzo helped himself by playing well. Hopefully Monty Morris is back soon. Matt, this is probably a good time to answer this question I saw earlier. Okay. From, what is that, gas? I don't know, gas login? Drop Monty Morris for Compazzo or Eric Bledsoe. Matt, do you have any thoughts on that? Would, are you ready to drop Monty Morris? I mean, I've got him and I, I kind of want to drop him, but... I don't really want to drop him now that he's almost back. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to answer that without knowing the exact size of the league. I think in a shallower league, Monty Morse is always kind of on the fringe of do you have to roster him? But dropping him for Compazzo, I mean, I think I'm okay with that, If you really, especially if you really need the production. Because I think Compazzo is going to produce with or without Monte Morris. Their their stat sets are slightly different. Monte Morris is going to score a little more, but he's going to get less steals. So I'm okay with it. It's a little bit of a lateral move, I think. But if you need the games right now, I, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I kind of like Bledsoe though out of that out of that group. I feel like Bledsoe is is a pretty strong pickup because he, he we talked about him last week. He was kind of hot to start the season and they kind of went away from him and he he wasn't hot and wasn't very fun and now with all their injuries the clippers have he's sort of um he's sort of back so i like that you know what that that's fair and i'm i'm not opposed to that at all bledsoe had a huge game on new year's day 27 points three steals two blocks four threes i believe the clippers go four times this week steve correct yep yeah four three four four yep 
And I mean, look, if if those guys are on your waiver wire available, I think that speaks to the fact that you probably can be okay dropping Monte Morris and getting back a decent guy. You know, it sounds like there are some decent players on your waiver wire. It's not like no productive player ever hits the waiver wire in this league from the sound of things. Uh, that is correct. I guarantee you that the young, the young glove, Gary Payton, is available in that league also. All right. We can be quick on these remaining names. Aaron Wiggins of the Oklahoma City Thunder has averaged 16.6 points per game in his last five. 1.6 threes, 1.0 steals, 32 minutes per game, 5.8 rebounds, just 0.6 assists. That's the only real downside on this guy, Steve. Have you given Aaron Wiggins any thought? And he's been really good. He's really come on like his last five games. Like that's where it's where he's started to get it going. And yeah, you know, if you picked him up at the beginning of that run and threw him out there, he's he's been he's been kind of he's been kind of balling. And he looks he looks good. He passes the eye test. Um, I've been watching some Thunder games, and he he looks pretty good out there. Caleb Martin of the Heat. Continues to play pretty well. 33 minutes on Sunday, 15.6 rebounds, two dimes, two steals, one block, one triple, 15% rostered. How many games does Miami go this week, Steve? Three. Meh. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this. They go 3-3-4-3-3-3-2-2. That's rough. That is rough. Now, did Caleb do that with Jimmy? Jimmy was back, right? Yes, that's with Jimmy active. I'll be darned pretty impressive i mean it's not a guy i've run to pick up anywhere but it's another widely available guy who is playing quite a bit right now so do with that what you will that's a deep league deep league guy jalen smith of the suns i got a text message from you about him steve on sunday with deandre ayton still out 19 points 12 rebounds two blocks his fourth consecutive useful fantasy line in a row I believe he's all the way up to 27% rostered in Yahoo, Steve. So people have taken notice of Jalen Smith, and I, and I think this is going to be a worthwhile situation for as long as DeAndre Aiden remains out, which hopefully will not be long. Shouldn't be much longer, I wouldn't think. Uh, Phoenix goes 3-3-3 for the next three weeks, so not really an ideal time to, to run with Jalen, but anytime Aiden is out, I think you can feel confident to use this guy. I mean, that dunk he threw down – I forget who it was over, but he went right over the top of somebody last night and threw down this like full extension dunk, and his teammates were going nuts. He's out there screaming with his with his you know black rimmed glasses on, and it was it was it's quite a everybody was having quite a time, quite a, quite a good time. Uh, Justin Holiday has been having quite a time lately with the Pacers shorthanded double digits in four straight games. In those four games, he has a total of six steals and fifteen three pointers. Steve. 29% rostered. Uh, do you have any thoughts, not thoughts, any information on the number of games that the Indiana Pacers will play this week? Well, Justin Holiday is going to go 3-3 three, three for the next two weeks. Um, and somebody, I think it was Jonas maybe on Friday, was like, oh, yeah, so we can watch Justin Holiday score seven points on 20 shots or something. He said something smart out like that. I think that was me. I think I said so we can see Justin Holiday score 12 points in 42 minutes. Yeah, that was it. That's what it was. That was pretty funny. You can tell it made a lasting impression on me. Yes. You know, I didn't know which one of you said it. Who said it or exactly what was said, but it, it left a life lifelong lasting impression on you. Last one for me. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, as of Monday, still out. Luca Garza, rookie big man out of Iowa. Absolute stud college player. Starting to 
put a dent in NBA box scores, 20 points, 14 rebounds, one steal, one triple on Saturday in 40 minutes. Uh, Again, very short-term thing here. There's a theme here with these. Check back our player news page to see. But if Stewart's out again, Garza is interesting. Yes, uh, that is... I mean, it's just it's just like the kid in Phoenix. If if the stud is out, play plays backup Jalen Smith. Um, Matt, is there a reason that you did not have Omer Yurt seven on your list? Is it because we talk about him every week, or is his owner is his roster ship too high now? It's the roster ship is the reason why Steve fifty six percent rostered all of a sudden in Yahoo leagues after. Wow, he's he's come a long way, baby. A couple of big games uh, over. The weekend on Friday, 10 points, 13 rebounds, two steals, two blocks. And then on Sunday, 22 points, 16 rebounds and a steal for year seven. Yes, that's the only reason I didn't bring him up is because he's lo- he's long gone. He's into Hamadou Diallo territory, Steve. I'm guessing he's still available in some of these leagues. And I know that in my little four or five man fan duel deal we play every single day, we've been everybody has been rolling year seven hard it's like 80 percent, 100 percent. everybody's got him because he's putting up huge numbers in miami with all their centers hurt so i think it's worth going out and checking to make sure that he's not sitting out there in your league that makes sense steve we got a couple of viewer questions in already are there any others you want to hit before we depart well let's see oh i know you'll like this one because you love talking about denny abdija the underdog is here Better rest of the season, Devin Vassell or Denny? What do you think? This is an interesting one. Vassell, if if we're all victims of the moment, had a really good game on sat over the weekend. 19 points, four rebounds, four assists, three steals, five threes. Avdia has been okay, but has not his last couple games have not really popped. I think I I think I'd rather have Vassell, but that's a real close call. Slight edge to Vassell for me. What if I told you that okay. the Spurs go the Spurs go four, 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 four over the next month? Yeah. That then yeah. That, then it sways me even further. And then what if I told you that the Washington Wizards go four three four two over the next month? It just makes me it makes me feel like my instincts were right. The schedule makes it an easy decision, I think. And also, I you know, I've said last week, if not a couple weeks, Abdia Abdija feels like this guy that where we keep saying he's coming, he's coming, he's gonna put it all together. And I, I could see us sitting here at the end of the year and being like, eh, he really, really never really <laughs> never really got it fully figured out. So I don't know, man. I'm I am this is an easy pick for me. I'm going Denny Vassell all, or Devin Vassell all day. <laughs> oh, Denny. Denny Vassell. Devin Avdia. I don't know. Avdia is is still on my radar. And uh, so it's a close one for me. I, I lean Vassell, but Avdia had 34 minutes in her last game. Not exciting numbers the last two, as I said, but the playing time is still there. So he, he remains intriguing for me. Any others? All right, man. One last one, then we're going to roll. Oh, the underdog is here again. He wants to know if Osman is going to be better with Rubio done for the year. And on that note, we did not mention that uh, Rajon Rondo is headed to Cleveland yes. and Denzel Valentine is headed, what, to the Lakers? or I think to the Knicks now, I believe. To the Knicks. Yeah, to the Knicks from the Lakers. Um, Rajon Rondo's an interesting 
guy in Cleveland. I think if, as long as Darius Garland's out. Yeah. But that was not the question. Was is is the Chetty pill going to do anything? He should. He's so he's current. He's he's in the health and safety protocols as of now. Has been since Christmas. He should, but I don't know. Jetty is just like it's just gonna. He's gonna rise and fall. You know, one week up, one week down. I I don't believe in consistency from him you know he is that guy he's the guy you you pick up hope to catch him on that on a three-game heater and then move on you sort of sound like me talking about denny when you're talking about chetty yeah i'm just not there with jetty and rest of season those two things don't don't jibe for me he's a streaming play for me he's a guy who i would pick up in the right situation for the most part though i've kind of moved on steve i gotta be honest well, and the Cleveland schedule is kind of trash too. It's three, three, four, three, three, four, three, one, two. There's nothing appealing about any of that either. Yeah, so I heard a one in there. I heard a one. That must a be an all star. All star. Little yeah. all star one. But there's only two ones. There's yeah, not great. The Lakers and the Cavaliers. Not so great. Enjoy that. All right. All right, man. I think that's going to do it for the questions. I think that's going to do it for the episode. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are here every day of the week throughout the regular season. So check us out here. Uh, I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. Steve, thank you, sir. I will talk to you soon. Okay. See you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.